Guerrilla gardening is defined as the act of gardening on land that you don't own. These community gardens have been popping up in the United States and across Europe as people are seeking to get back to the land and to grow their own healthy foods and beautify their communities. On this episode, I speak with Kelly Egan, one guerrilla gardener facing pushback from her city government on this episode of Times Like Now. Hello, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you, Trevor, for having me. So you have created in Marysville, Washington, uh, which is just outside of Skagit Valley, you've created a community garden in your neighborhood. And guerrilla gardening is a term that you know, I'm familiar with, I've been learning about it and reading about it. And, but what is guerrilla gardening for those who, who may not know? What would you describe and how would you describe guerrilla gardening? Well, um, the true definition of guerrilla gardening is, is to grow plants in unsanctioned areas or public areas that haven't been um, sanctioned as uh to grow plants or whatever in. And um, there's also uh, an idea called seed bombs where people put together a bunch of different seeds and they throw them into areas where plants can grow. In terms of what I'm doing here in Marysville, I have um, created what I call a community garden, a community gorilla garden, where more, you know, it's not just me doing it, it's the community of the First Street neighborhood. And we have collectively said that we would like to grow different plants, different vegetables, flowers, and um, I've started doing that in front of my house across the street where there used to be uh, abandoned houses and now they have been... um, torn down and uh, the land has been leveled. Okay. And for how long have you been doing this there? Uh, this this is the first year I am doing this project because last year was the uh, year where they leveled. Last summer, they leveled the houses and widened the street where I live. Um, however, my uh, gardening career starts in Alaska. I used to work for the city of Juneau in um, Alaska where we grew all of our own baskets. The city had plants. They had gardens everywhere. We took care of the median strips, planted plants in the medians. It was really beautiful. And so it's... I've, so, go ahead. Oh, so so you've been doing this in Marysville and the, the neighbors around you are supportive and you're, you're going to be growing food that would be then uh, used amongst these people that are contributing to this garden. And I suppose you could even give surplus away to let's say food banks or whatever, if you, if you wanted to, 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 you know, free food for the people and to, and to contribute to your community. Exactly. So this is a, this is a great project. I know this has been happening all over the United States as well as around the world. Um, In fact, a quote that I heard was growing food is like printing money in essence. uh, You know, it's, it's, you know, stocking your cabinets with, with the vitals, but you're receiving some pushback from, from whom, from the city? Uh, yeah. Um, the, this idea came to me as they were doing, 
redoing the streets and tore down the houses, I kept asking people like the engineers that were working on the pro like the roads, what are they doing with that land across the street? Nobody really knew. Um, eventually, uh, I went to a city council meeting this past, I think it was probably right around November. And I had a bunch of questions about the street, as well as like creating a garden across the street. And the city council member I was speaking to said that he didn't see that there would be a problem with it. The rest of the city council folks heard me ask him. Nobody uh, had any kind of disapproving statements. Um, however, the city of Marysville is pushing back saying, I don't have written approval from this particular council member who has now retired. Um, which I think is really interesting um, because they are not doing anything with this land. Well, they're not at the moment, but do you know if what their intentions are for this land? The land doesn't have appropriate access for any kind of development as far as uh, parking or any kind of storefronts. And the, the folks that I had spoken to about doing a community garden across the street also knew that the, the land is for sale. However, there's no access to, to have storefronts there. And so they did not see that there would be a problem with me doing a community garden and the, the land won't really sell because it's not an accessible parcel of land where people can access it with parking. <laughs> it's not big enough. But your gardening space, uh, just so I have an idea, picture, how big is the the plot of land that you're, that you're growing on? Um, it's about probably uh, 30 feet by 30 feet or so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So nothing huge. It's not like you're taking up a half acre no. um, or more, anything like that. So the, the city's pushback, what is their, what is their claim? You, you just don't have a permit or is there something more? At first they said um, I was contacted by the public works department um, saying that, uh, you know, we like the idea of this. However, I'm not the one giving able to give you permission. However, also we would need you to have a permit if you're using this property. So I said, okay. And then they also said that they need to, um, have the traffic engineer review this, um, garden space and get back to me. And did they do that? They have gotten back to me and they have denied access to having a community garden across the street. Now their argument is that there's not a crosswalk or something. What, what's the argument? Yes. The argument is, which I find semi ridiculous is that there is not a crosswalk where I have put the garden because I have rototilled it and put stakes down where the parameter of the perimeter of the garden will be. Um, and they say that the crosswalks are too far away from where the garden is, which would increase uh, jaywalking. 
if people were going to get access to the garden and be at the garden. Hmm. This seems like a, a fairly minor uh, traffic uh, <laughs> issue. Yeah. How about the other neighbors? About the, the What about your community that you're trying to do this for? Are they stepping up to, I don't know, write, write letters to the city council uh, to back you up in any way? To be honest, this has just really recently happened within the last three days or so. Um, I wrote a tilde um, over the weekend, and then all of a sudden, I get, you know, letters from the city council and well, from the public works department essentially, and um, saying that you know I they want me to cease and assist on doing any any more gardening here. Um, my the as far as letters go uh my i haven't really uh gotten um i haven't told my neighbors yet um about the ridiculousness of it because today i just got the the latest email regarding like um that i really can't do this because of it will be a traffic violation you know for people to walk jaywalk across the streets <laughs> public health and safety <laughs> always number one. Well, I mean, I think we're old enough to uh, look both directions before crossing the street. <laughs> uh, this doesn't sound like uh, any real um, complicated issue. This just sounds like a city council that doesn't want to, doesn't want to deal with it. But what about the other city council members that were there at that particular meeting in November when you spoke and they gave you a verbal uh, okay? Any other, I mean, are you reaching out to the, to those council members? As I said, um, I have not gotten that far yet. Um, I would like to reach out and, and, and attend a city council meeting um, and see what the city council says, because it is in the city notes that I had, I was at the city council meeting and I was asking Kevin, who was a city council member at the time about, uh, creating the garden who since that time he has retired. So um, yes, another city council members heard me ask him and it is in the city notes. So. Um, hmm. Well, it seems like those city council people should uh, and would, if you were to, I don't know, maybe invite them over for lunch sometime and see the garden in person. Hey, that's a great a way idea to go about this. Well, again, this is, this is guerrilla gardening but it doesn't mean it's anarchy this is <laughs> exactly. you know uh, a fairly a fairly simple thing to to be done um maybe a permit would be the way to go but of course you know i'm sure there's an expense to that but uh the land is going to sit there abandoned and just abused and and ignored and i think it's good to to do something for the community like this i think you need to reach out to your community and, and get them more involved so that's not just you. Absolutely. You know, make it a thing. Yeah. You know, make, make a Facebook page or something and uh, invite the council out and maybe even reach out to that, that uh, council member that, you know, find him on Facebook, look him up as an individual, you know, get him on your side. Exactly. Have you, have you done this kind of, uh, kind of project before? Uh, not so much on public land. I've done gardening um, for myself pretty much my whole life. 
I have a garden in my front yard. I just built a greenhouse. Um, I do have goats and geese. So I have like a little hobby mini farm in the middle of Marysville. <laughs> and, uh, you know, permaculture is um, something that I really enjoy, you know, you know, this, the system of replenishing the land and growing things from the land, you know. Right. I've, I've seen this kind of, uh, kind of project being done in uh, Detroit, for instance, exactly. and, and other, uh, other places where, where the land has been abandoned and the public gardens in public spaces along the sidewalks and along the medians and um, fruit trees and things like that. A great thing for the community. And I think it's uh, healthy food is, is a, as a much needed uh, thing today when there's a, a fast food joint on every corner. I think exactly. uh, some alternatives to that uh, kind of culture would be, would be a good thing. In Juno, what did you, what were you doing there? What did you do in Juneau, Alaska? Um, I was working for the city landscaping crew and in Juneau, um, it's a big port for cruise ships. It's like the major port um, in Alaska for cruise ships. And so the city likes to, you know, fancy it up a lot. And so there's a pretty big crew um, and we grow our, all, all of our own annuals in our, we grew all of our own annuals in the greenhouses that we had. And then we would make up, you know, a bunch of baskets and hang them from the light posts. And there were plenty of like uh, flower boxes in um, parts of downtown Juno that we would um, have perennials and annuals at. We took care of all the perennial gardens around the library. So it was, it was, it was a very, um, interesting and uh educational experience for me because i you know being in juno is not much different than being in seattle um as far as the kinds of plants that grow how they grow um and uh since that point in time i really really got into gardening and and um really enjoy watching things grow and beautifying spaces you know sure are there um, are there plans for you know? Do you have plans to uh, to keep up the fight? Are you just going to keep doing your garden and you know better to to you know keep going forward than to stop progress? You're in the grow season right now. With a big deep breath, <laughs> um, I would like to to keep the progress going. I feel like the city is kind of stalling around and telling me I can't do this, even though, you know, it's on public property as a citizen of, you know, Marysville. I, I partially own that property that they own across the street, even though it's for sale. So until they sell it, it's, it's public space. And they're telling me that I can't, go over there because the crosswalks aren't in the most correct places. So um, I would like to keep up the fight. Um, I would like to get more people involved here in the neighborhood as far as um, moving forward and growing things uh, and possibly other communities where they, other community pe members might see um, 
community gardens as a positive point on the map, not um, a, pu a public health and safety issue, you know. Um, so anybody that would love to come and help, we're on First Street right in front of Public Works building. Maybe you should uh, put your goats out there and, you know, put your goats in tutus or something and <laughs> have some protests, have some protest signs and uh, get the community behind you. You know, nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd, you know. That's true. And a lot of people pass by that area, you know, because it is a semi more um, of an arterial street now since they uh, have widened the road. Um but I would love, you know, to get people involved and and say, hey, we, we want to use this property as a beautification of, of where we live, you know, not just a dirt pile of what it is right now. So, I mean, anybody who would like to come out would, you know, I'll bring my goats out if you come out. Yeah, I think uh, you might have something there with that. And and I think the, the community should step up and assist you in this, especially if, you know, maybe if you, like I said, if you donate a percentage or part of your, your goods back to uh, a nonprofit organization in the community, uh, it might uh, lend a hand to your cause. Absolutely. I mean, I'm all in for what it, whatever it would take, you know. Um, Except for having an arrest record. No. <laughs> well, I mean, in some of my research, I found no one has ever been arrested oh, for right. guerrilla gardening, uh, to my knowledge anyway, from what I found. No one has ever been arrested, but yes, uh, technically illegal. But, you know, <laughs> lots of things are illegal that are, shouldn't be, um, at least in my opinion. I mean, gathering rainwater. Have you ever heard of that? Gathering rain rainwater in some states is illegal. I've for heard your own that. property. Yeah, for your own property, for your own uses. Mm -hmm. Collecting the rainwater is is is. I don't know if how illegal it is, but um, yeah, seems ridiculous. Yeah, um, I think in some communities the rainwater goes back into the gray water system and then comes back as fresh water. So that's how the city will populate or use water, free water from the rain to uh, surplus, you know, create surplus of water for the cities. And um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, in essence, they're trying to say that they own the rain. <laughs> right. Right. And the same with solar power, too. Um, I recently was... Um, looking into solar power, uh, which you sell back to the, to the city utilities company or well, the County, I guess. And, um, then they give you units in the wintertime of what you've sold back to them during the summer months. So it, uh, lessens your utility bill in the yes, winter. I've, I've heard of that. Solar is getting better and better all the yeah. time, getting uh, more affordable as well. And, uh, getting more accessible to everybody. That's another good thing. So you had issue with the city once before with a, 
uh, an alley in your pro or in your area that was people were drag racing or people were driving fast, not drag racing, but people were endangering children and animals. Uh, tell me about that. Well, um, this summer when they increased the width of the road, um, there was limited access to uh, where people could drive off of first street. And so many people would drive down the alley, which goes parallel to first street. And when they were driving down the alley, um, they would go extremely fast, you know, and because they were doing work on the first street, nobody that lives on first street had access to parking on the first street on first street anymore. So we all had to park behind our house in the alley, which then in turn made the alley super dangerous because people were going 80 miles an hour down the alley to even access our cars, you know, um, without, you know, really kind of managing like, which way am I going to park? How am I going to get out of my car? Is somebody going to hit me? Um, and so, yeah, I, we, some of the neighborhood, the collective neighborhood um, asked, uh, you know, we wrote up a note for the city council agenda and we asked the city in the city council meeting, like, hey, can we get um, maybe some temporary speed bumps put in um, until the, either the speeding decreases or until the first street project is finished because we do there are about nine kids within the uh, block vicinity that can't even go out to the alley where you know that it's just too dangerous and the city responded as um you know as they're it's not a that extreme of a public health and safety issue so we're not going to put speed bumps in there did they send anybody out to even look at the situation? They did not. No, they did not. They just sent you an email saying, sorry, we can't do anything about your little problem there. Uh, it was actually a discussion in the city council meeting and they denied it in the city council meeting. The public works. Um, I think the person who was, was one of the city council members was also the public works director who said, Oh, it's going to get better. So we're not going to put speed bumps in the alley. It's going to get better when the project is finished is his claim. Yes. Mm -hmm. So has it gotten better? It's gotten a little better and not a ton better. I mean, it's still kind of, but it's still it, it's still keeping the children from being able to and and adults as well to be able to right. walk through the alley and use the, right. the the alley, which again is a sign that the city doesn't really care too much about what you're doing or about your issues, until of course you try to start a community <laughs> garden outside of your house. Now now you're on the top of their radar, right? And it becomes a public health and safety issue. <laughs> Yeah, for people to cross the street safely from one side to the street to the garden, that's a safety issue. But what's happening in your alley on the other side of your home, right. not such a big Apparently, deal. Apparently, it's not them. such a big deal, no. I mean, a couple sandbags uh, of cement bags for, for speed bumps, uh, how, how difficult is that? 
even the, like you said, the temporary ones that right. they just bolt to the ground. Right. Can't be very much of an expense. You probably spent more than that on your garden. I probably have. Yeah. We rototilled it. That was a little bit of an expense and an um, energy, you know, time and energy to do that. Sure. Sure. You know how much the city likes to do stuff for other people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, well, this, I mean, this really, this really is systemic then of a, of a, of a community involvement, I guess, again, if you get out there and protest and, you know, block the alley off, like if you, if you put up some, you know, I don't know, something to block that alley from peep to keep people from driving down it, they'd go over there and they'd probably write you a ticket. Wouldn't if they? they found out who was doing it. Right. You know, but if the neighborhood as a collective did it, nobody could get, nobody would, let them know who is doing it, which is similar to the garden. I kind of am responsible. However, if more than more people than myself want to go and use the garden plant in the garden, you know, nobody's particularly responsible in that way. And so the only thing they can do is, you know, drive cars on it and pull up everything I did. So, I mean, and that would be horrible, but I guess that, would be life, unfortunately. Well, certainly, um, and it, I mean, it, I think I think it does take the community uh, to to bring this to the attention because one person screaming in the wind is not as loud as a hundred people screaming. <laughs> exactly, in the wind. that's totally, totally it. Yes, that's it. Well, I wish you luck. And I wish you the best and uh, keep up the, give up the good fight. There's that uh, quote reminds me of, I fought the law and the law won. Well, I hope you, I hope you win and you get your garden and you get your alley uh, safely uh, returned to you as well. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I wish myself luck in our neighborhood and our community, you know, to grow together in this, you know, conflict with the city. Thank you, Kelly Egan, for speaking with me today. Past episodes of Times Like Now can be found at Pandora, at Spotify, at Google Casts, as well as Pocket Casts, and more. I can be reached, Trevor, at timeslikenow.com. Thank you to the letter J, Cody Robertson, for original music. And until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>